Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. I said I wasn't going to go on to Facebook, but I am still going to go on to Facebook. And I guess I'll share it on here for a little while. So my name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining myself, along with my special guests, and those that will be calling in for today's show. Now, today's show, and I always say my topics are interesting, but I have a returning guest, and she's going to be returning today because there's a lot going on amongst this chaos. Many individuals are still married, are in serious dating relationships, have made commitments, but I want to tell you about this guest because she's very interesting. I'm waiting for her to call in, but her name is Marvis McKnight. She's a first lady. She's also a sex coach and a marriage advocate. I myself am a marriage family, licensed marriage family therapist. So this is going to be interesting because even though the topic talks about marriage and intimacy, many individuals still struggle with what intimacy is and what it means, especially in a relationship or in a marriage. We struggle with this. And Ms. Marvis McKnight is also the author of a book. And you're going to find her book very interesting because it's going to kind of help guide you through how many of us got to this place in life. I know I did. And it has to do with the miseducation, especially about those that were raised in the church because many times our parents gave us inaccurate information. And I'm going to be having you guys laugh about some of this stuff. And it looks like she just joined on. But I want to say that the name of her book is The Miseducation of a Church Girl. And this is going to be an interesting show, and it may perhaps save your marriage. So it looks like she's logged on. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am great. You know, I'm trying to hold this thing because I'm trying to do the Facebook Live and my stand. I'll be blowing stands and breaking them. And so every time I try to put it on the stand, I'll be upside down or sideways. So oh. I'm about to do this because I've been exercising, but my arm is still sore from trying to exercise. But I want to thank oh, you wow. for coming again and including me in the text message as it relates to your book. And I like oh, I we're going to talk about rules for happy marriage. But I liked when I was looking at your bio and your information, and I did this little put it out there, you know, like a little infomercial. If you have little or no interest in sex, body image issues, little or no sex skills, desired for enhanced pleasure, you want more fun and fulfilling sex, give you a call. <laughs> Dominant, but apparently he do. 
even oh, for wow. me and my teacher, and it was asking us about, he was like, well, Jeanette, every time I see you, you know, and he was throwing up stuff in my face, and I was I had to think about it. I really had to think about my behavior. So tell uh-huh. me the, who you are, and we're going to dive into this topic. Okay, I am Mavis McKnight. I am a certified sex coach and marriage advocate, and I'm also a pastor's wife of Church's Life Enrichment Worldwide Ministries in Los Angeles, and I basically educate women and couples on sexual awareness, and I coach them into happy and healthy, sexually satisfying, romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's who I am, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because by being a first lady, first of all, is one thing. Mm-hmm. I've done shows that was entitled Sex in the Church, and this is not only just for women but also for men because it seems like a lot of men started their sexual journey much earlier than some young ladies. And it's mm-hmm. the, and I tell people when they say, trust me, that's the last thing you want to say to me. I tell people the last, the first oh, yeah. thing I got pregnant, so I don't like that. Don't tell me, trust me. So when we start right. talking about intimacy, intimacy entails a lot of different things. And even as a, a first lady and a pastor, and I'm quite sure your husband has married many, many people, and yes. as they walk into the house, many individuals are not prepared for this because they'll say we are right. in love, but you don't know what love means. And I tell them, right. get in my 50s understand love. I used to always strive yeah. towards respect. Just respect me. But let's talk about this when we're talking about a marriage. What has been your experience as a pastor's wife? Well, I agree a thousand percent that a lot of times um, couples are not I guess counseled in this area. You know, it's, it's always like the brush over um, or, or it's not talked about at all. And, yes, you're absolutely right about love. When you first get into a, a relationship, you think you're in love, absolutely, because, you know, you're feeling all these wonderful feelings and, you know, you want to be around the person all the time. Uh, but as time goes on, like you said, you in, you in your 50s and you, you're just learning about love because love is not just about a feeling. Love right. is, yeah, it's about a feeling because you want to be attracted to the person that you're married to, but it's also about um, actions, about Ministry to your your spouse, giving to them for their benefit without really expecting anything in return. So, um, yeah. So, um, as far as you know, talking about intimacy and sex, because the church has, well, I shouldn't I shouldn't say the church, religious organizations. I'll just say, you know, have taught a lot of times that this subject is taboo and it's off limits and, you know, you're, you're not supposed to do it, so of course you ain't supposed to talk about it, um, then people get that ingrained in their minds that, okay, we can't do this, so they're telling us no, so this must be a bad thing. So for me, I I believe that when when couples are getting counseled, they need to be counseled in, in that, yes, you should wait until after you're married, you know, to, uh, to get into your sexual relationship. But we need to sh- share with you about the good side of it, not just the don't do it, the the wonderful, amazing, juicy side of sex and sexual intimacy. So they'll know when they're going into their marriage 
that, oh, okay, so it's not all about, you know, I can't do this or this is a bad thing. It's just that there is a, you know, a time and place in, as far as in God's order for us to, you know, be intimate or utilize this, this gift that God has given us. So that's mm-hmm. where I stand on that, you know, me and my husband. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because you said first time and place. See, I was raised by a mother, and she was from the Church of God in Christ, and she put the mm-hmm. faith of God in me. And everything was right. <laughs> everything yes. made me hungry. I can't. I'm not doing it. I'm just. I was a um. And then I. I didn't have biological brothers at the time, so I had play brothers, and they always told me, uh-huh. well, not, "Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't." I was a don't yes. do. Yes. I'm older. Yes. I'm stuck in those ways where I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm uh, Stephanie. You need to call in Stephanie Pearson. I'm going to call you out because you know you need to call in. I'm looking at my Facebook and Facebook and all the married women that I know. I'm like, okay, I want to hear from you. But, you know, I was so yeah. caught up. I was so scary, and I was so I'm not doing this. I was more one-sided. So I know I probably yeah. drove a lot of men crazy. And it wasn't all <laughs> I was horrible. Right. I was, I was asleep I was, because I couldn't get out of those bad habits. And I'm quite sure right. you being a sex coach, part of your coaching is breaking the habits. How do you teach women some of these bad habits? Because I know you the last time you was on my show. I would have been a handful. Uh-huh. I would have joined you. You'd be like, Janessa, do your homework? I'd be like, nope. I'd be trying to find ways to cheat. Be- <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, well, you know, first of all, we believe everybody can be helped, okay? And second, um, what has to be done first is, you know, it's kind of like unlearning and then relearning. So mm-hmm. the, the women have to be, yeah, the women have to be willing, first of all, to look at this in a different way, to kind of receive something new, something different from what they've been taught in the past. So once the women are open to receive it, then that's when I start sharing these sex-positive messages with them, you know, about the juiciness of sex, about that it's a gift from God, that it's for you to enjoy, that he didn't create your body for you to to be locking it up during your sexual relationships with your husband. So I, I first focus on changing the thought process and you know that's just you know through exercises that i you know share with them in coaching and you know they have home exercises of course it's like when i used to um teach the teenagers how to drive i was a driver training instructor so i was teaching teenagers how to drive but we only had them for six hours but the majority of the work had to be done at home uh, with their parents so when they came back to us, you know, the next week or whatever, then, you know, they would be more um, practiced with driving. And it's the same thing with, you know, when you're trying to change your mindset about sex. I give you the tools, and then you have to do the work. But you have to be open and willing to do the work. You know, when you sent me the text, it gave me a nightmare. And I wound up calling one of my old childhood friends. And me and this guy, we've been friends for years. We've never been in uh-huh. <laughs> Crazy because I called him and I said, I said, Anthony. He said, what? I said, he said, I knew you was going to call me. I said, how? I said, I had a dream about you. He was like, was it a wet dream? I said, you know we ain't never did nothing like that before. <laughs> I said, and then I thought about it. I said, I got to do it. And this woman, this is making me have nightmares. <laughs> oh, my God. We had nightmares. 
Lord, 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 this is hilarious. And then when I told him, I said, I said, in my dream, I saw you naked, but we still didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And, and let me let me let me share something though on that point. And that's a that's okay though. That's okay because a lot of people think they need to just dive right into the sex act when they uh-huh. really need to be exploring each other's body to see yeah. what feels good to each other, you know, what gives each other pleasure. So it's not really all about just diving into and having a penis and vagina sex. It's no. about the, the process, right, mm-hmm. it's about a process of discovery and exploration and learning each other and being patient with each other and seeing what makes the other person feel pleasurable. So uh, that's okay that, you, you know, you guys didn't do nothing. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. When the man told me, I knew you called me. I was like, you know I was going to call you. <laughs> wow. I was going to my dream. He's that in tune, huh? Wow. I'm like, you, of all people, for real? For real? For real? <laughs> no. It can't be. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Hold on. I got one call calling me. Let me log on this person. Hi, this is Jeanette. Okay. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments, number N N zero nine. How are you doing? Who? Who? Or me? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Okay, Michelle. Is this Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know you can't hear you. not be doing a nasty. I told you, if I can't have none, I ain't get none. So, okay. <laughs> 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 Don't listen to her. <laughs> Christian 
in marriage. And um, it's called Intimate Issues, 21 Questions uh, Christian Women Ask About Sex. He led me to that book, and then he spoke directly to my spirit after I got through reading it. This is what I want you to do. I want you to teach these women uh, to learn to enjoy sex with their husbands. This is what I, okay. what I created you to do. Yeah. So, you know, once he shared that with me, then it was like I took off with it, <laughs> you know? That book because the 21 questions, and you talked about women being frustrated. It seems like men are frustrated too. And but some well, men, the men are frustrated. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It seems like some men are frustrated with women when they don't have the knowledge of certain things. Because I know you're absolutely right. I was so backwards. It, it was it was scary. I got too old to be as backwards as I was. And then all of my friends was always further advanced. And then I would go to mm-hmm. older women, and I used to love talking to prostitutes because they uh-huh. I felt they knew what they were doing. But I was right. I know it was just my mother would tell us she was gonna get us faded. You know, she would put all this stuff in our head, and I had a hard time letting that stuff go. But the interesting part was. As a marriage and family therapist, I can work mm-hmm. with couples intimacy issues, sometimes send them to you, because you know I will. And yes. I remember when I was married to my last husband, he would walk by my door and be like, wait a minute, was you just telling them people, was that you talking to them? And all I could do was laugh. I, said, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't know. I just didn't do it. But I knew. Yes, and that, that's the thing. We, you know, we we got answers for everybody, everybody else in, in our life in other areas that we're not even touching. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's easier to to focus on other people versus focusing on our own stuff. So that's why you know a lot of people that that have expertise, they can do it. I mean, hands down with their eyes closed, helping other people. But then when it comes to their own life in that area, they don't practice it. Tell so, me, you got to face your, you got to face your own self. That's true. And like I said, mm-hmm. and as we get older, we start dealing with the body image issues because that's one of the things that I find a lot of individuals come to for therapy is they either have a yeah. low libido, you got men not only taking Viagra, but they're taking other different stimulants to try to help them to keep an arousal. And I always tell them that mm-hmm. it's both and physical. Now, what are yeah. the 21 questions that was in your first book? Because I'm kind of curious. Well, no, no, that was a book, the book that God led me to to get me started in this area. My book was was The Secrets of, of a Good Wife. That was my first book, uh, Sex, Truths, and Other Marriage Essentials, where I introduced, you know, the, the, this whole concept of sex, enjoyable sex in marriage. And then mm-hmm. my journal that I just launched is, and th- these are my, my two areas of, of, of interest, female pleasure and couple sex. So my journal that I just launched is about female pleasure, hands down. And part of the reason why that was important is because it was like you said, just mentioned just a minute ago about men being frustrated with the women. They're frustrated with the women because the women don't know themselves. They don't know their bodies. They don't know their desires. And they don't know their sexual response cycle. So, and then with, when you don't have that knowledge, you don't have confidence. So when you don't have confidence, what do you do? You kind of shrink. So that's that's why I, I, this um, journal was so, so important. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, and it's interesting because as you're talking about this, I'm thinking of they had something and people were posting and talking about Will and Jada um, Smith. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. been things that said about their sex life and their marriage. However, mm-hmm. you know, what they do in their bedroom, they do in their bedroom. And, you know, and I've known couples that were swingers and they do all kinds of things. My mother used to say the freaky, mm-hmm. the freaky and the funky monkey, you know. So people have all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember that. <laughs> is a woman, because you're dealing with individuals from all different ages. And I know with the right. coronavirus, you know, and being intimate, and like I said, right now, girl, I'm sitting in this room and I'm hot. So I'm glad ain't nobody breathing down my neck right about now, because I'm feeling <laughs> It's so hot up in this house. <laughs> How do you yeah. When you're dealing with a younger group of women versus the more mature older women, because as we mature, we do learn and we know what we want, what we don't want. Because I had a guy text me one day, come on, can I be your toy? I said, a toy? I said, I didn't have to I was young. What the hell am I doing with a toy? You know, so you get a lot of individuals thinking, and they have this perception that people want certain things and try to force it on mm-hmm. other people. Or you get women trying to please men and do things they wouldn't normally do. And I know you focus more with married couples, but how do mm-hmm. you help the young, the middle age, and then us, you know, kind of like seniors? Well, it, it really just depends on what they need. Now, I had one young couple who they're like in their early 20s, but the wife, she was um, – a little more open and experienced, I'll say. So when I coached them, I didn't have to do a lot of teaching, um, which was kind of unusual for you know for to me for a young couple. Um, so they just needed like some some um, more information about some stuff. They needed to be reeducated on a few things to help them move their sex life um, into a, a better place. And then with um, with like middle aged couples, it depends on what they need. Also, uh, sometimes it's the I don't know the one of the the other the husband or wife or their body is not working right. You know, so I would just have to share with them some more information, some techniques, or, you know, and things like that. Um, I yes, I do. And then older couples, of course, like you said, they know older women. They start to know more things, and they get to know more about their body and their desires and everything. The thing about the older women is that now that they know their desires, how can they get the courage to speak up about it and share what it is? So that's where I work mostly with the more seasoned women. How mm-hmm. to give them the courage to open up and share that with their partner? So it's just like it just depends on the couple, yeah, right. other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to the old saying again. I'm reading all these old sayings when they would say, "I want a a, a wife in the street in the freaking bedroom," you know, and they come with all and these yeah, old things. But I have a question for you, Marvis. And one of the things is, a lot of times, especially in therapy, I run into women that are even men that have been either sexually assaulted, molested, or have some type of childhood mm-hmm. How do you see or have you seen where being a sex coach that this can be an issue if they're dealing with some type of trauma? 
Oh, that is that's like the number one issue. And because that's not my area of expertise, I refer them to someone that specializes in uh, childhood trauma or sexual trauma. But I did have a client where um, she had some childhood trauma, and I was able to, to share some information with her, talk to her, and let her share, you know, her experience and what had gone on with her and where she was kind of stuck at that place. Mm-hmm. And But I was able to just, you know, walk her through it and help to talk her um, walk her right through and out of that whole traumatic situation and into seeing things in and in forgiving who, who the violator was and then, you know, being able to be open enough to walk into, like, this, this newfound um, sexual woman that she wanted to become. So okay. it just depends on how deep the trauma is. If, they, if we can help them or if I can help them, you know, like I did this lady, just talking her through it, then yes. But then if it's too deep, then I will refer them to someone that specializes in that area. Mm-hmm. My second question is uh, I run into a lot of situations where pornography plays a role. And even though we're going to get mm-hmm. into intimacy, intimacy, intimacy is huge, but a lot of times you have men as well as women that may be addicted to pornography or have some other type yeah. of how do yeah. you handle those things? Because I know from a therapist's position, sometimes I just send them to you, or I'll try to, you know, <laughs> now becoming more uh, popular with going to sex anonymous meetings where before there were none. And a lot of times, especially right. in the church, such a taboo topic, people didn't like talking about pornography in the church, you know, and things of that nature. So how can you or yeah. what would you in these type of, especially being an advocate for marriage? Well, first of all, we have to not make people feel like it's something wrong with them because mm-hmm. they like watching pornography, okay? In sex coaching, we don't necessarily call it an addiction, but just somebody that just is kind of, just likes having sex, okay? So we try to change the narrative or change the perception uh, for the person so the person won't feel all the shame and all of this, you know, whatever comes along with, you know, being addicted to pornography or liking to watch pornography. So then once that's done, then there are some exercises that we have that we can share with the the individual, with the client, um, for them to, you know, just practice or go, go over you know, at home. Now, I haven't had a patient, a client yet that's had this issue, but we do have some techniques in our um, coaching repertoire, you know, that 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 are um, intended to help move mm-hmm. these people out of this, you know, quote-unquote addiction. So then if that, of course, is, it doesn't work or help, you know, we always, that's one of our, you know, foundational model, models, um, if we can't do it, refer them to someone that specializes in that area. Because, you know, and the thing is, from a therapeutic perspective, it is real because there mm-hmm. are people may have problems in their relationship because I tell them don't take it personal because a lot of mm-hmm. times the issues started way before them and you can't compete with the person on television or the Internet and it's like a distortion or a sense of an illusion. 
and the other person don't mm-hmm. have to where they started off watching magazines, and then, you know, you got excessive masturbation, you got all of this stuff, and you got people trying to compete with that. And I've known it yeah. coming in some marriages. Now, I'm yeah. going to put this on. So if you want to call in and join us on the show, give us a call at 516-387-1914. Michelle, I know I still got you on mute because I know you're still laughing. So <laughs> I'm going to let Michelle ask the question. But um, in regard to uh, Marvis, she is a first lady, a sex coach, Mavis. and a Mavis. and in a marriage 
but that's what we're supposed to do. So that's that's my belief as far as marriage is concerned. I believe in marriage. I love when people are married, but I also believe that you need to be married to the right person in order for your marriage to be satisfactory to you. Because I know God can keep anybody together and do anything for any any couple. I know he can do that. But people, to me, it's all about how much you can just stand if it's just, you know, whatever's going on with you, if they're just doing it on their own and their own will and not and don't have, like, you know, the power of God behind them, keeping them there. It's just about how long you can stand that person. And we can't stand them no more, then you, you go. <laughs> so, so that's my take on it. After two years, it got on my nerves, but I've gotten better. But the thing is, and that is true, because a lot of times we say God put us together and God didn't put some of these people together. They did it on their own. Because right. I know I've gotten married right. for the wrong reasons, and I just had to deal with it. I just thank God I never carried any of the baggage. And that was one of the things mm-hmm. that my cousin's husband was asking me, Jeanette, would you get married again? I said, yes. He said, why? Mm-hmm. I said, because I'm in an institution of marriage, and I don't want to fornicate and live in sin. So before I do that, right. I'd rather have a husband because I know, first of all, I'm wife material. I'm not nobody's girlfriend. Right. I'm not going to be your boo. I'm not going to be your side chick. And I'm not going to be your baby pal. No. So, but the thing See, is, and no. yeah, absolutely. And, Jeanette, that is so important when you said you're a wife material. A lot of women don't have a clue about what that even means. So just mm-hmm. you wanting to be married. It doesn't necessarily make you white material, but because you want to be married for the right reasons, then mm-hmm. God helps you to understand what it is to be a wife to get into the marriage. But then as you go through the marriage, you're learning how to be a better wife, which is, you know, what my book, Pictures of a Good Wife, is all about, learning how to be a better wife and learning how to stay in that marriage and be happy in that marriage. True. Yeah, that, that, was, that was very powerful, like that. And you've got to remember, too, there are exceptions, abuse, abandonment, and sometimes addiction. And because I noticed that a lot yeah. of individuals go into codependency issues. Now, I found something on the Internet, and it talks about rules for a happy marriage. And one of the things it mm-hmm. says is never, never, it says never both be angry at the same time. And never yell at each other unless the house is on fire. If one of you <laughs> has to win an argument, let it be your mate. If you have to criticize, do it lovingly and never bring up mistakes of the past. Neglect the whole world rather than each other and never go mm-hmm. to sleep with an argument unsettled. And at mm-hmm. least once every day, try to say one thing that's kind of the person or give them a compliment. And when you've mm-hmm. done something wrong, be ready to admit it and ask for forgiveness. And it Absolutely. takes two. It takes two to make a quarrel, and the one in the wrong is the one, the one that, that does most of the talking. And so, a lot of times we talk about commitment, and you know, because people can be married and not be committed. And, and mm-hmm. it's sad because when you're working on not only the commitment, the intimacy, and sometimes individuals go into a marriage and all they're thinking about is just sex. And then when the yeah. sex gets dry and old, then what you go do? And that's where it comes in intimacy. So let's mm-hmm. give some of the listeners what intimacy means because we know that there's different types of intimacy. You know, a lot of people don't even right. know that. 
Yeah, and and I, that was so surprising. But but you're right. A lot of people don't know that intimacy is not only about sexual intimacy. There are so many, and I think because that is what's been put out there, that intimacy intimacy equals sex, and that's what you know people. That's what they hear. So of course that's what they believe when they don't hear anything else. Mm-hmm. But but intimacy it it, it is it's, it's a whole lot of different. Types of intimacy, there's kissing, mm-hmm. there's hugging, there's holding hands, mm-hmm. there's erotic massage, or there's there's touch, loving touch, mm-hmm. there's just sitting quietly, there's sharing deep and personal um, thoughts about each other, or even secrets about each other. So, you know, there are so many things. This is my favorite one. I like intellectual intimacy. I do. Yeah. I like conversation. I think that's why I always do well with platonic relationships. Because if we're Uh platonic and we're not touching and we're able to talk, I can talk and do things more on an intellectual level. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. individuals, they disrespect each other when we talk about one's intellect. Now, intimacy between husband and wife is one of the characteristics of a healthy marriage. And one of the problems is that individuals have different ideas as to what it means to have intimacy. For some husband, intimacy means sex, because a lot of times I've noticed that men will know how to or try their best to please a woman, but Mm -hmm. they struggle with communicating with that woman as they try to please her. Let's yeah. talk about that. Especially talk about intimacy, especially with men. Yeah, and and communication. It, you're right. It's that communication thing, not just you know within the whole intimate situation, but just in general. Um, men are wired to fix things, not mm-hmm. necessarily wired to for emotional stuff. And so when 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 women they're having a conversation with women, they're they're listening to the woman only to try to figure out how to fix whatever her supposed mm-hmm. issue is, problem is. So that's just how they're wired. But men have to first of all it has to be um, pointed out to them, and of course a gentle gentle and loving way because you absolutely do not want to you know stab their ego to you know. That down, um, yep, but they, it needs to be brought to their attention. Yeah, it, it needs to be brought to their attention that it's, you know, I'm just sharing with you, not because I want you to fix anything for me, but I just want you to listen to what I'm saying because I want to feel like I'm being heard. You know, they don't even have to understand what you're talking about, as long as they're, you know, listening to what you're saying versus in their mind trying to figure out a solution to whatever they think your problem is. And that's one of the critical differences between men and women that, you know, maturity definitely helps bring that about. But if it's not brought to the men's attention, you know, in a way where they're not offended or, you know, don't cut the walls, then that's where the men and women can start learning how to communicate better with each other. So women can start understanding how men function and women can understand how men function, vice versa. Correct. And see, and like Steve Harvey yeah. said, that men like to protect, provide, and proclaim, and that's true. And see, I have a young mm-hmm. son. My son is 35 years old. And ever since he was a teenager, I called him Captain Save-A-Ho 
Because he'll find all of these women, and they weren't even women, but oh young girls that had drama and problems. And I'm like, you don't even have yourself together. And he goes into yeah. these little, you know, manic modes and, Mom, I'm getting married. Okay, I wish you the best, but um, you need to work on your issues before you take that drama right. to somebody else. Because anybody right. that got some sense about them, they're going to run from him. The next intimacy besides intellectual intimacy is emotional intimacy. We discuss our yeah. The thing is, again, and I'm not trying to mail bash, men will talk, and they will do that only if the woman don't go tell nobody. Don't be going to tell nobody about the man, and they don't want to hear it. And see, women, yeah. we full of emotions, and that's what we scare some men. I think that's probably where the queen is from. Man, I, I agree with that. The one thing about being married, you learn a whole lot of stuff when you're <laughs> married about yourself, about men, about your husband. And one thing that I have learned is that my hubby, he don't want to hear a lot of stuff that I have to say. He mm-hmm. just don't because they can't even process all of that stuff, all of the talking that we do. We as women, we have to talk through our stuff and talk our stuff out and to get mm-hmm. solutions to whatever our issues are. But they they can't, I don't even believe they have the capacity to take in yeah. everything that we say to them. That's why, you know, like my husband tell me, just just give me like the bottom line facts. I'm like, no, I want to tell a story. You know what I mean? I want to tell you the whole story. And I, I want you to listen, and I don't want you to try to give me no suggestions about nothing, just listen to what I'm saying, but I really believe that men do not have the capacity to, to take in and process all of that. And one another thing about men, you know, the, the success and failure thing that they function off of, if they don't feel they're going to be successful at something, then, of course, they like to, they don't like to be bothered with it. No, so they don't. Or they, they give up and they run. They I know my last parents. Right. I would drive right. crazy. So, I talk myself to sleep. And he, he would say, I talk about everybody but me. And it would drive him nuts. It would really, and, but the thing is, he was a good listener until we got married. When we got married, he went, oh, wow. no. I mean, to talk from age oh, wow. 14 to almost 40 something. But then when you get married, he's like, he don't want to hear it. Or he'll tell me, listen, listen. And I'll be listening, and I'm like, I'm listening to you tell me to listen. So, <laughs> but the thing is, and like I said, that's it. Another one is uh-huh. social intimacy. We spend time again. together and discuss the time apart. In a healthy marriage, there will be social intimacy between a husband and a wife. And social intimacy has to do with spending time together, going to the movies, mm-hmm. attending events. You know, and sometimes you might right. have to go with things you may not want to do. You know, I don't like to, I like to mm-hmm. walk, but I don't want to hike. But if my husband right. would say, right, can I'm a fuss and complain, but I'm a go. I'm be hot, hungry, and tired. Yeah. But that may be the way he wants to be social with me. So if I say, let's yeah. say, Domino's, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm trying to do it because I don't want to have sex. I'm trying to make you fall asleep. You know, that may be my way of being. <laughs> I used to do that, so. But that would be my way of trying to be social. But what are some of the Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I told you I was bad. I'm not even gonna go nowhere with you on that one. I'm gonna just let you. I'm gonna let that one go. I'm not gonna go nowhere with you on that one. Go ahead. 
And I, I do. I, I love what you. I love what you just said about the social um, intimacy because we do have to have fun with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody want to be just bored all the time and not do nothing and not go nowhere and not spend time socially. Nobody wants to do that. I'm sorry. Well, I know I don't. So um, you do. You have to do things um, together, and you absolutely have to do stuff sometimes that you really don't want to do, but it's because it's what they want to do, and that's part of that ministry to your spouse, doing something for their benefit without, you know, you um, expecting anything in return. So uh, that that is very, very, very true. And um, I remember when I had, I oh, Lord, I took my hubby horse back riding for his birthday. Never been on a horse and did not, don't like him and don't ever want to get on one double uh, again. But I did that for him, you know, and I, I had a traumatic experience, but <laughs> oh, my, he you enjoyed it. <laughs> Did the horse buck you and uh, throw you on the ground or did he kick you? No, I, you know what? He didn't, but I tell you, he took me to the edge of, like, this cliff, and all I saw was oh that horse bucking me over. Oh, Lord Jesus. And I'm calling the the, um, the instructor guy, and he's just ignoring me like I ain't saying nothing. And I'm like, excuse me, will you get over here? Because this horse is about to throw me over this ridge here. And he just stayed over there, and then he finally came over there, and just, all you got to do is just, you know, tap the little thing to the side of his Head or whatever he said, I don't know. But anyway, uh, you know, I, 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 and do to consider that they have to stay at home. You know, they don't may not like watching the same shows. What are some of the things that couples can do to bring intimacy back into their life at this time? Ooh. And you're talking about just in general, just any anything just, that that just will in general. help them because feel a lot of people are bored. You know, you know domestic violence yeah. has increased that alcoholism and drug abuse and child abuse has increased because people are getting bored being at home. And the social intimacy yes, is Yeah, that that is an area that I have not been able to, to tap into um, because in the situations, everybody's situation is so different. And just like, the you know, the domestic violence and the abuse is, is on the rise, drinking is on the rise, and when people are not mm-hmm. in their right mind, you know, this this whole, anything logical that you suggest is just not even going to work and it's not going to have any effect. And, and like I said, that's something that I really need to dive into that I have not um, had the opportunity to. I've been hearing the same thing, you know, about this, domestic violence drinking and all of that stuff. Um, but I just have not had an opportunity yet to dive in and see what it is that people can do um, that will work for them. Now, I know it has to be some information out there, uh, so I would suggest, you know, that people, they can talk to other people, other couples that maybe may have figured some things out. Um, because mm-hmm. with, with us, um, I hope you're still working. So we haven't had that issue. Yeah, so we haven't had that issue. And I know when you're in an uh, environment with somebody too long, you start getting testy with them. That's just so normal. But I just think people need to just really check themselves because, you know, this is kind of like a, a, a human and a moral and a mature issue. You have to check yourself to make sure 
that you're not contributing in a way, you know, that's, that's detrimental or destructive to the whole environment. You, you know, recognize that there are natural pressures in the environment just because you're all just stuck there together and Correct. just try try to just maintain some kind of, you know, self-control, um, try to, you know, not look at each other in a negative way. Just, just try as best you can. It's all you can do is, you know, be willing to do it and just try to just recognize the situation and not attack each other and not blame each other. But, but Correct. I, I know you exactly know what I mean, you know, what's going on. A gratitude uh, list? A gratitude list. Yeah. And learning yes. what you appreciate about each other. Because I've heard stories where the husband come home, the wife standing at the door with lights all, spraying them down. You know, he coming in, he's upset, he's frustrated, kids all look all over, screaming and hollering. So, I mean, things are becoming very chaotic. And when you talk about yeah. intimacy, like I tell them, you still have to take a time out, and you still got to remember yeah. married. You know, don't don't make it be World War Three when the person got to come home. They've had to deal with it out in the street and in the world. So that's a whole yes. other thing. Now, another one is the spiritual intimacy is another thing. And with spiritual intimacy, we're opening ourselves to each other. And one of the most common complaints that most Christian wives have is that they want to have a deeper spiritual intimacy with their husband. What are some things have you worked in that area would help an individual develop more of a spiritual intimacy? Because just because they go to church don't mean that they're into church. That don't mean that at all. And it's it's really about the person. It depends on how mature the husband is, how much he cares about his relationship with God. Um, men have to have to recognize that their help and their source is God. And that's who they have to turn to in order for them to basically govern their homes and their family in the right way. So um, I would, as as a wife, I would, this is one time when I would pray sincerely to God to open up my husband's um, mm-hmm. willingness to be closer to him, willingness to dig deeper into the word, or his willingness to to just walk, you know, the path that God wants him to walk. This is definitely one of those situations where prayer, sincere prayer, it would be, probably be the number one thing in my book. Because I know I prayed for a lot of things, too, that I know talking is not going to be able to handle, uh, uh, settle. And this is just one of those things because you can't force anybody to be more spiritual. You can't force anybody to have a relationship with God in a deeper way than what yours is or whatever. You just cannot force that on anybody. And it's all about, you know, the person and God's timing. So you just have to, you know, sincerely pray and ask God to to open Mm -hmm. the husband up for that. Correct. And that was one of the things that my cousin was husband was talking to me about was, Jeanette, I can't see you submitting. I can't see you being submissive. I said, it's not about that. I said, my thing is okay. this. I can follow as long as a person can lead. I'm not mm-hmm. going to put myself in a situation. If you don't know where the hell you're going, why the hell am I going to go with you? You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I want to say go because I really don't. But I'm not going to, if you're going to tell me to jump off the cliff, I'm going to be like, look, you first. You know, so I've never been that type of woman. But then as I've gotten older, and I had to listen to his perception. And I was like, right. okay, this is what he thinks about me. 
And I mean, you know what? It's each his own. I, I, I wasn't at first. It was funny because we were playing dominoes, and when he said it, I was letting him win. Girl, after that, I started uh-huh. kicking his butt in dominoes. I said, "You done pissed me off now." <laughs>
If you can't figure this out before you go down walk down the aisle, do it within within the marriage. I mean, because part of that is that exploration and that learning about each other and learning about yourself. So, but you know, most people that decide to get married are dead set on getting married, and no matter what you say mm-hmm. to them, they're not going to call it off. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you know we we just have to continue to encourage them to be married in the in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's interesting because, like you said, they got their mind made up. And one of the things that I do, yeah. even in therapy, I tell individuals, I cannot break you up, and I cannot keep you together. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Whatever issue that you brought you here to me is what we're going to focus on. And then the two of you have to make a decision. Because I know even in recovery, especially when individuals are used to having sex and getting high and getting drunk, and when one gets sober, they lose interest in the other person. And sometimes individuals about this intimacy, people have issues with rejection and abandonment issues. And they're bringing all yep. of that into therapy and also to you as a sex coach and a marriage advocate. And like I yeah. said, I'm mature now, so I know these things. So I know what a healthy relationship consists of. But yet people still try to bring me some BS and it don't work. But <laughs> trying yeah. to be laid exactly. back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a disclaimer. That's I just right. put it out and leave me alone now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it ain't going to work. I'm not looking for no toys. Okay. Uh, so, but when you're trying to help individuals, you're really trying to help themselves, and it's a sense of awareness. And let's talk yeah. about your book, because I know we got a few minutes okay. left. Let's talk about your book, and it was the miseducation of a what? Of the, um, of the church girl, and it's revealing truths about sex, sexuality, and self-love. And I'm just going to share with you in the audience what the journal, what the Golden Journal is and, you know, some of the things that, that are inside of the journal and what it will help you do. So the journal, like we were sharing, I was sharing in the beginning about, you know, helping women change their mindset uh, first and foremost. So the journal will help women to unpack those negative beliefs that they have about sex. Um, it will help them uncover the obstacles that they have to sexual joy It'll help them unleash their potential for sizzling and fulfilling sexual intimacy. And that's just a few things. Um, and it's loaded with, like, fun and engaging activities to get their creative juices flowing, empowering declarations and information to help boost their sexual self-confidence, intimate exercises that move them toward body self-awareness and body acceptance, which I think is probably the most important part, and then powerful mm-hmm. action steps that that are designed to transform their relationship with their sexual self. So, you know, a lot of women are not enjoying the sex, and a lot of them are not having good sex. A lot of them despise it and don't want to even be bothered with it. And um, the, the majority of the time it's because of these issues, you know, the blocks that they have and the beliefs that they have and you know, the confidence that they, they, they lack. So my journal will help them in every one of those areas, and it will help them to learn how to, uh, what, what their body wants and needs and what their desires are so they can share them with their husbands, significant others, you know, whoever they're in relationship with. So mm-hmm. that's what this journal is about. It's about this, like I said, of the female um, pleasure aspect of this whole sexual um, intimacy ministry that I'm sharing. So this is specifically for the women. 
and it will allow them to learn how to enjoy, I mean, on a whole different level, their sexual relationship with their husbands. And this is just like the first step. You know, I have some a lot of other stuff, of course, afterwards, but this is, you know, the, the foundation, what every woman needs to learn. You need to learn where all these beliefs came from, which I have shared that also in the journal, and just a lot of activities and exercises that they have to take action on like you said, they got to do the work, but for them to take action mm-hmm. on in order for them to be different women sexually. So, mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to challenge you because men need some help out there too. Because a lot of men had their first sexual experience with older women and don't realize they were molested. So they so be yeah. trying to do things and was dropping it like it's hot when they was young, and then now they got old uh-huh. and turned into an old, old, old foggy stogie, you know. So a lot of men struggle in this area too, and they don't know who and where to t- who to talk to and where to go. So yeah. I'm gonna challenge you on that. So you might want to start getting some information and do some research and help some of these men out. Now I'm gonna let Michelle talk, Michelle. I know the show is now, over, now, but you have a question, Ms. Michelle. Michelle. Say, say it again. No, Michelle uh, is on the line. I, I took her off mute to see if she okay. had any questions. Okay. Do you have any questions, Michelle, before we get ready to go off the air? Mm, no. Pretty, pretty good subject, though. Okay. Because you know what? If you notice, Michelle, we didn't say love not one time. We talked about intimacy. <laughs> We talked about mm-hmm. him, and most people say, oh, but I love him. She loves me. Mm-hmm. And I do yeah. love <laughs> And I just noticed That's that. That's the way they know. <laughs> we, I just realized that. Because that's where a lot of individuals go down the aisle thinking that they love each other. And they don't wow. have a clue. And with, now we're already in July, so we missed a lot of June weddings. And yet some individuals still get married via Zoom, and they still trying to go down the aisle any kind of way they can to get married. And um, mm-hmm. marriage is a beautiful thing. It's a very beautiful thing. But you've got to be able Thank to you. grow. I like Paula White. She used to say, um, talk about a healthy marriage. When I can be me, you can be you, we can be us. I can grow, you mm-hmm. can grow, we can grow. You have to be yeah. able to grow together in all of those areas. And that is very yeah. important to maintain it very and have a happy marriage. Now, Barbara, where and how can they find your book and how can they connect with you if they're interested in your sex coaching? Yes, they can go to my website at www.mavismcnight.com and they can click on my store uh, to order the books, either book, and also to get in contact with me, they can just uh, click on my contact page and send me an email and let me know in the comment section what um, their interest is, and I will get back to them within uh, 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Um, Okay. And if you have any questions, you can also reach me, and I can guide you to her. I noticed I've kept saying Marvis, and you said Mavis, so I apologize for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. A lot of people do that, but it's all right. (laughs) Okay. 
So I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And please don't forget to share the information with other individuals that may find it of interest. And if you have any questions or you want to be a guest on the show, I'm more than willing to talk about anything you want to talk about. You can reach me at preciouspredicaments <laughs> at gmail.com or jabney. LMFT at gmail.com. And again, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. And thank you for listening. Until I guess tomorrow, we're going to be talking about prayer works. We got to go back to the power of prayer because we're praying for a lot of folks and for a lot of things. And sometimes people just blocking their own prayers sometimes. So we're going to talk about that. Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. If you want to call in, have any questions, give us a call. 516-387-1914. So until tomorrow, we're going to be talking about prayer works. And remember, please be safe, be loving, be kind, and stay healthy because this coronavirus is no joke. So until we meet again, just remember, please take care. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.